I feel like I get to speak after an actual angel has sang. <laughs> um, we are continuing our sermon series on the last words of Jesus that were spoken while he was on the cross. Today our passage comes from John's Gospel, the 19th chapter, verses 25 through 27. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we did not come to this place this day to hear a human word. We came, Lord God, to hear you speak into our lives. May we hear you as you speak, and in your speaking, may we grow closer to you. We ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. It's significant that we listen to these words from Jesus on the cross. Jesus knew that he was a condemned man. He knew that he would be crucified. And in this passage in particular, he is suffering the crucifixion while he speaks these words. And the words he says where he tells the disciple to take care of his mother seem fairly obvious until you start thinking about who Mary and the beloved disciple are. Mary is the person who loved God and loved Jesus enough that when the angel came and said that she would bear a child, she said, here I am, a servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. She was ready to take on the task of bearing this child into the world. In John's Gospel, it's also significant that Mary is the first person who recognizes the miraculous power that Jesus has from the wedding at Cana. Do you remember that story? The chief steward is worried because there is no wine, and Mary tells Jesus, you've got to do something. And then she goes to the steward and says, anything my son tells you, you do it. And miraculously, he changes the water into the wine. We know that Mary is someone who has loved Jesus Christ and trusted in God from the very beginning. And she's there now with him at the end, too. And then we have the beloved disciple, John, who we generally think is the beloved disciple. And if you want to know maybe how close John is to Jesus Christ, you have to ask yourself where the other disciples are. The beloved disciple is the only one at the foot of the cross as our Lord and Savior suffers and dies. The other disciples have had their own issues and they will go on to build the church, but it is the beloved disciple who has decided to be with our Lord and Savior to the very end. And so when Jesus says, here is your mother and here is your son, he is reminding them that they have had a great love for him, and as such, now they must have a great love for each other. And we've heard that before, right? 
We know that on the night he was betrayed, he sat at table with his friends and he said, I give you a new commandment, that as you have loved me, you will love others. But I don't think Jesus is just restating that when he gives us this example from the cross. Because what Jesus is saying when he says to the beloved disciple, this will be your mother, he's saying that she will be family and the disciple will be family to her. And Jesus knows that to have family is not always an easy thing. If you have ever taken care of your aging parents, you know that it can be a burden and a struggle and you only do it out of your love for them. That's what Jesus is saying to the beloved disciple, care for my mother. You have loved me so much, I want you to now care for her. And in the same way, when he says to his mother, this is your son, he is saying y'all will be bound together. And it will be hard. It will be really difficult. I have a friend who used to say, if you don't know anyone you're annoyed with at church, you just aren't going to church enough. Because this is the point where Jesus says, if you are my disciples, you will love each other. And that doesn't mean a feeling. It means a verb. It is an action. We will care for each other even when it's difficult. We will love each other even if we don't like each other. This is the beginning of the family of faith. It's more than just an affinity for someone else. Actually, it is doing the hard work of loving someone over and over again because you love Jesus. You know, we have this whole Lenten season to take a look at who we are and how we're doing in our walk of faith. And on Easter morning, we will come into this place and we will be filled with joy at the news of the resurrection. And then you will go back out into the world again. And the only way that people are going to believe in the love of Christ is if they can see it just a little bit in you. If they can see you loving and serving and caring, even when it's very difficult. I have a friend who once sat on this committee. It was in a small town in Georgia, and they were giving scholarships to the neediest high school student in that county who was graduating that year. And so they're all sitting around the table and they're trying to think of everything that this kid is gonna need to succeed. He didn't need just tuition money. There were all sorts of things he needed. And someone said, you know, he's gonna need to have all the things he needs for his dorm room. And someone else says, good, we're we're gonna gather those things together. We'll take care of the dorm room. And then someone else says, you know, he's gonna have to use his car but he's not going to be working. How's he going to get gas money? And someone else says, great, we've got it. I'm going to give him a gas card. And they're all sitting there thinking this through. And then somebody says, you know what he really needs? He needs somebody who's glad to see him when he comes home. Someone who will let him just open up the refrigerator door and take whatever he wants. He needs a family. And he didn't have one. We are the place that when you have had a tough week, you come in that door and we are happy to see you. 
you can go down and look in the refrigerator. I myself can't wait until we have donuts and coffee back. But the idea is that this is the place when you walk in the door, we are glad to see you because you are our brother and our sister in faith. And we love each other enough that we'll even struggle together. That we'll even love when it's difficult. And we will pray for one another and care for one another. Last Wednesday, it was one of those days where like everything went wrong and I don't even know what it was at this point, but I was getting ready to leave church and we've been having Wednesday Night Live and I walked down the steps and there are a dozen kids running around like wild Indians on the grass. And there are parents standing around the edge talking to each other, happy to see each other. There are kids who run up and want me to hold them and I just, all of that stuff was wiped away by the family of faith that we have at the joy of seeing little faces in a place that they love. When Jesus says to his mother and the beloved disciple that they belong to each other, he's also saying that we belong to each other. And that is a joy and sometimes it's a hardship but the Holy Spirit is always with us, teaching us to love a little better than before. And thanks be to God for that. Amen.